Welcome to Investors Insights. Our topic today is Fed Clause. I am joined by my distinguished colleagues who I always enjoy having debate and discussion with, Bobby Norman, Adam Van Zant, Ty Miller, and Trey Booth. It's great to have you guys with us. Uh, also, for those of you viewing, I also want to personally thank Felicia Ludlam, who works here at Five Plan Partners, for our great website, which helps us coordinate all these vlogs, uh, gets information out to our clients. Check it out. Uh, it went live on Wednesday of this past week, and we love your feedback. We're also going to continue the dialogue of this vlog in discussions throughout the week on our podcast, on our social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. So with that, I had a great meeting with you guys this morning. Uh, Bobby, inflation, Fed continues to be a topic. You jumped right in uh, first thing. I guess you'd had your cups of coffee and ready to go strong this morning. So talk about what's going on uh, with the Fed this week. Yeah, the market moving event of the week will be the Federal Reserve's last meeting of the year on Wednesday. And strong economic growth, labor market recovery, and inflation have clearly moved the Fed to an accelerated focus on shifting their policy. And listen, the, the Fed matters. And we saw that a few weeks ago when Chairman Powell's testimony before the Senate Banking Committee kind of spooked the markets due to his more hawkish comments on the Fed being more aggressive in tapering their support for the economy. So instead of slowing or slowly reducing bond purchases, they're going to speed up the tapering. So after inflation shirts 6.8% in November, which is the highest in almost 40 years, expectations are for the Fed to have to act more swiftly, uh, which could cause more volatility like we saw a few weeks ago. But uh, listen, the, the important thing here is to watch the pace of increase in interest rates as the stock market historically performs better in a slower tightening cycle. And the Fed's verbiage this week will hopefully clear up a lot of the uncertainty uh, that Chairman Powell has been talking about. But uh, right now, our consensus, our consensus would be the most likely scenario could be inflation peaking in the first quarter, the Fed bond purchases to end in March or April, and for the Fed to possibly raise rates in September. Obviously, this consensus could change based on the Fed's actions this week. So we will be watching the Fed on Wednesday very carefully. No, that, that's great insight. And uh, the key phrase there is slow, uh, you know, increases, uh, you know, don't go into a panic. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, are you seeing prices in your wallet being impacted along with your portfolio because of inflation and what the Fed's doing. But there's no need to panic is really the words you're getting out there. Right, Bobby? That's correct. Yeah. And Ty, uh, you stepped in with historical data just to show uh, that this really makes sense here. We have some some data and facts to back that up. So talk about that as to the last time we had this type of tapering and Fed scenario going on. Yeah, so with the CPI number on Friday that Bobby was talking about, the Fed uh, tapering and potential rate hikes are going to be a popular topic. Uh, all the news stations will tell you that this is this is bad news for stocks. Um, but let's take a look back at the last tapering rate hike cycle we had. Back in 2014, kind of similar to now, they started some, some tapering. Uh, the market uh, did well. Um, 2015 and 2016, uh, each saw one rate hike, 2017 had three, and 2018 had four rate hikes. So uh, 2014, the market was up 11% during that tapering, uh, 2015 flat, 2016 up 9.5%, and 2017 up almost 20%. And we were strong in 2018 until the last quarter 
when the Fed uh, took it maybe one step too far, reverse track in 2019, and we rallied again. So um, it's just different leadership groups, I would say, uh, as the market goes along and, and as rate hikes and, and tapering uh, continues. Yeah, and I really like your phrase, uh, different leadership. Uh, the market goes through different cycles and different uh, leadership in that market. Uh, and I think that's very true. Uh, at the same time, clients are saying to us, whoa, wait a second, I'm spending more for the holidays here. I'm seeing price increases. Uh, I think inflation's a real issue out there. Bobby, you've already talked about that, you know, by March or whatever, we could see some, some changes slowing things up. Uh, you know, uh, Trey, uh, that's why I appreciated all the data you had put together. And I think you've got some charts for us as well on where people are actually seeing inflation. So talk about that. Yeah, that's right, Greg. Definitely there's been some widespread inflation and it's become the focus of, of most consumers. But in the, and that's also become the focus of the Fed and why there's risk the Fed may, may move things quicker than expected. So what's driving this inflation outside of the Federal Reserve, what's well, it's the consumer. And so we've gone over these two charts a couple of times since since uh, since mm -hmm. COVID broke out. And you can see here on this first chart, the consumers spending on goods has spiked. Uh, and then the next chart shows how it spiked relative to services. Now, goods are, are, are like home purchases, uh, buying a new smartphone, buying a new car. Services is getting your hair cut, staying in a hotel, going out to dinner. So over, over the last few years, we've seen an enormous spike in goods versus services. Now, this is extremely inflationary. And I'll show you on this chart how it's been. How you can kind of see it. A picture's worth a thousand words where the, the price of goods or input commodities, excluding energy, excluding food, you can see over the last five years really were leveled flat to slightly down until recently you saw this enormous spike. And that's the spike we're feeling. It's because people can there's, there's, there's a limit on how much you can spend on goods and also how much goods can be produced, then shipped, then to, you get to the store, you buy it. And so the goods purchases is very inflationary, while services, you can get a haircut every week and, and you know, your barber won't raise your prices. But if, 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 if the world goes out and tries to buy 20 million cars and there's only a, a 13 million car production capacity, you're going to have prices spike like we're seeing right now. And so that's really what's happening is, is an economy can really absorb a lot more service inflation and service buying than goods buying. And so as the Fed shifts, as we see changes in interest rates, also something to important to watch is how is the average person spending? Are we starting to shift back towards a more normal service-led spending as opposed to goods spending? I think that's really where we'll see peak inflation is once we see peak goods spending. No, I think you gave a great summation there in terms of what's actually going on, Trey. Uh, and I also appreciate the fact that you continue to bring up these charts and this data, which we've done through the blog. So people who have been following us know that we've had a, a theme or a constant philosophy in regards to inflation and what's taking place out there. And Adam, you're backing it up with uh, facts and data and technical analysis. Uh, there are numbers out there as we see this market move higher uh, in support and resistant levels. So, so talk about that. Appreciate it, Greg. And we just heard Trey kind of give some consumer behavior as well as the topic of inflation. So last week we saw the market not make a knee-jerk reaction, but quite the opposite and close strong for the week coming in at 4,712. That gives us a new resistance level of 4,740 with a new support level of 4,680. One of the trends we're also looking at is a 100-day moving average of the S&P 500. A couple months ago, we kind of gave a support level that we are looking at, or at least eyeing at the end of the year. 
So that 100-day moving average is currently sitting above 4,500, 4,508 to be exact. That's the number that we were kind of looking for heading into the end of the year. If we can keep that support level and maintain above it, then that's a good sign for the overall markets. No, it, it, it's a very good sign. And uh, as we have expressed here in this uh, blog, we are really looking forward to seeing if all this comes together to create a Fed cause rally. Uh, as everybody digests this information, as corporations continue to do well, the market shows strength. There's a lot of money out in the economy. And so we're going to keep a close eye on it as to how it impacts our clients' financial blueprints, as well as their portfolios. We're going to keep you updated and also striving every day here at Five Plan Partners to help our clients have better, richer, fuller lives. We hope you have a great week. We hope this has been very insightful and ask you to share it with others. Uh, we love the feedback. Check out the website. And if you get a chance, send Felicia a big thank you for all her hard work to get this quality website up and going. Talk soon. Thanks. Thanks.